Time Magazine says if you've never heard of alcoholic energy drinks, you're almost certainly over 25. Well, you can be over 25 and know about energy drinks. Oh, they're everywhere. I mean, we're being chased by the Red Bull. We are all Red Bull matadors one way or the other. You stop by on the highway into the 7-Eleven or the gas station, and it's, you know, it's like Rockstar Jolt and Red Bull everywhere so that we can stay up and drive across the country and back without without going to sleep. Or we have visions of, you know, software coders with Red Bull cans all over their desks, you know, drinking them until they pass out of their parents evict them or whatever. But here we're talking about alcoholic energy drinks. They're sold in tall, narrow cans that carry teen-friendly names such as Sparks, Tilt, and Juice, J-O-O-S-E. How clever. This is like camels uh, putting out the, um, the cigarettes for teenage girls and passing out party purses and things with it. These people belong in jail in hell. Like other flavored malt beverages, alcoholic energy drinks contain a lot of sugar and flavoring. Mmm, now that's good. The difference is that this new generation of malt beverages also contains stimulants. A typical can can have about as much caffeine as a venti cup of Starbucks, along with additives like guarana and ginseng that can rev the central nervous system. I was told by my Chinese medicine doctor long ago that you don't touch ginseng, which they also call vitamin X, until you're 50 years and older. So we're just basically degenerating the nervous systems of our youth. Uh, They don't have problems enough, the abused generation. We have to poison them. And that's what actually that's what public health and law enforcement officials are worried about. Though flavored malt beverages make up less than 2% of alcohol servings in the U.S., alcohol policy experts have long worried that many of those servings are consumed by minors who have no palate for real beer yet. The new alcoholic energy drinks even have a further pull on the youth market. The promise that you can get drunk but still party all night because of the caffeine. Man, I'm so drunk, but I'm so awake. I can so party and so dance. At least I think I am. Yeah, quite drunk. That's how you get juice, for for instance, has the color and approximate flavor of strawberry soda. I can imagine what their flavor of strawberry soda is. Excuse me while I virtually throw up on the air. But it's 9% alcohol. That's 18 proof compared with 5% for a typical can of Bud. That's almost as much as wine. So you're drinking wine with caffeine. What a life! Law enforcement officials want tighter regulations on the drinks. Mm -hmm. Me too. Maryland Attorney General Douglas Gansler, a Democrat who is helping lead a national campaign against the beverages, calls them disgusting. I'm with you, Doug. He elaborated, the caffeine is a stimulant that triggers the false impression that, that kids can drink more and still function normally. The kids won't recognize they're actually drunk. And then all of a sudden, over a short period of time, it goes bam and they're gone. And so are the people on the road in front of the car they've been driving. Mixing alcohol, a depressant with stimulants, is nothing new, of course. The Irish have their Irish coffee, and they put liquor in everything, certainly in themselves. And any authentic Italian restaurant certainly offers something called Caffè Corretto. It's a shot of espresso mixed with a shot of grappa or Sambuca. I mean, you can't drink grappa alone. It's like drinking jet fuel. The, well, actually, this Caffè Corretto translates as corrected coffee. But alcoholic energy drinks are different because they are so obviously marketed to kids. Ads are found mainly online or in publications like Blender. 
<laughs> the Sparks website looks like it was designed by a very young, very flash-savvy student. This is criminal behavior. Last year, such concerns prompted Gansler and the attorneys generals from 26 other states to write to Anheuser-Busch complaining about a particular alcoholic energy drink called Spikes. S-P-Y-K-E-S. Clever again. Them spin masters on Madison Avenue are being overpaid and they have no moral values. That drink, which was sold in such juvenile flavors as hot mangoes, spicy melons, and hot chocolate, where clearly aimed at girls. The small spikes bottle could fit easily into a pocketbook, probably the pocketbook given to them by camels. Anheuser-Busch responded by removing spikes from the market, although the industry says alcoholic energy drinks are not intended for those under 21 and that any marketing designed to appeal to legal drinkers in their early 20s has to look youthful. Yeah, 50-year-old women have to look youthful. Everybody has to look youthful, or you don't get laid or you don't get paid. Ooh, mighty strong words, mighty strong sentiments, Mr. Bergman. And, uh, hey, I'm, I'm looking out it's for It's Oz, man. I'm looking out for your life here. Do you realize the second Philippine radio broadcaster was killed? No. Just the other day, in 24 hours, two radio guys got assassinated in the Philippines because uh, they were known for searing commentaries on corruption, illegal logging and other issues. Bang, bang in the Philippines, man. Hold on. When I when I taught radio at the top of the world in Barrow, Alaska, right? This is in the midst of the big North Slope money everywhere. I got on a radio station, maybe NPR, who knows? And started making fun of the mayor. And I learned later that they had a council meeting on to whether or not to put me on a plane and deport me out of Barrow. I didn't know it. They decided not to. And I stayed on for the two weeks. And Radio Club was born, et cetera, et cetera. But Lucky yeah. they didn't feed you to a polar bear. Well, let's hear, let's hear. Okay, well. There's more bad news. Well, yes, there's more bad news. Uh, uh, all these, the you know, the World Cup. That's the big story, the big story, the big story, the big story. Okay. Well, you can't watch it in these very strict Islamic countries where everybody wants to watch it because Because the people in the stands, there's women who are not wearing like gold shields over their, their faces. I I think that may be it. So you can't watch the world cup. And of course that's, you know, that's every, every kid's escape around the world is that they could be a world famous soccer player, you know, no discrimination there. You could play for Antarctica and be any color from any country, you know? Okay. So other forms of daily life that have been deemed un-Islamic, by insurgent groups and therefore off-limits include school bells in a southern town. They decided they were reminiscent of church bells. And Hizbul Islam recently warned radio stations to stop playing music or face serious consequences, forcing them to introduce their daily programs with an odd assortment of sounds, the roar of an engine, a car horn, animal noises, and the sound of water Flowing. Yeah, we did that story on Somalia. Yep. That's exactly where that's happening. Well, th- they have their problems. Look, they're not alone. California has to face Meg Whitman. Excuse me. She ran <laughs> no. eBay. You know, the, 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 she yes. pushed that. Yeah. There was that thing yeah. about the fact that she pushed this young woman uh, in some sort that of altercation. That was a big story for about two minutes. Yeah, but, you know, the lady got $238 million or whatever it is for it, and she's back to work, and then she's quit, etc. So Meg Whitman decides, like really wealthy people do, what am I going to do with all this money? Well, Bill Gates is and, and Buffett are saying, give it to charity. No, 
I'm going to make my, I'm going to buy myself into the governorship of California because I want to be known as governor, not just Meg no. or Yo, you know. So she sailed to victory in the primary, right? And and she just wrote her campaign another big twenty million dollar check. The contribution report on the California Secretary of State's website brings their total contributions, Dave, to $91 million. That's how uh, much you ma'am, uh, could you tell me whether you, um, you, you think you're buying this office? Uh, what's, your, um, no, what's your response to no, that? No, I'm not because I'm $17 million, million short of the record amount a wealthy candidate has put into his or her own campaign. And I'm talking about my near soon-to-be dear friend, Mayor Michael Bloomberg, the multimillionaire businessman who spent a $185 a vote, and he's just, he's worth every million. He's worth every penny of $185 a vote. <laughs> In last week's win over State Insurance Commissioner Steve Posner, Whitman spent $56 a vote. You said to me recently, all that money goes into the media. If they actually gave it to the voters, $185 a vote in New York, how many people would just love to have that money and would vote for him again? Yeah, absolutely. Instead, it goes to Fox News for ads. Yeah, and they say, well, how do you know they'll vote? Because if they vote him in, he'll come back and give them $185 later on again. (laughs) They know a good thing when they see it. So Meg is, but Meg's going for the record because she's the real thing, okay? Yeah. In last week's win over, uh, she spent 56 per vote. Now she's going to face Jerry Brown in the finals, okay? She has vowed to write checks for up to $150 million in her quest to be governor. This means she'll likely surpass Bloomberg's record during the summer. You'd think that's a shoe in $150 million. Of course, she has no sense of shame, but she's running against the master. She's oh, running boy, against Jerry Brown. Jerry you can't yeah. buy your way Fearless by Jerry, Jerry Brown. Oh, no. He's only been governor before. You know, he didn't run eBay and push around Chinese women. He's been governor. So she can spend all she wants to. You know, she can run naked through fields of money. And she ain't going to take down Jerry Brown. 